This episode will cover pericardial effusion and cardiac tamponade, right? So uh, what am I talking about when I uh, say this? Well, I'm talking about accumulation of fluid, which is usually a chronic, uh, or the accumulation of blood uh, in the pericardial cavity surrounding the heart, right? Uh, so the discussion here will be divided into the symptoms and patient exam expectations, your differential diagnosis, your actual diagnosis, and finally, uh, treatment options, right? Uh, so what are the symptoms and uh, patient exam expectations uh, for pericardial effusion and cardiac tamponade? Well, in acute cases, patients may present with shock, right? Uh, by way of contrast, in chronic cases, patients can present uh, with shortness of breath and heart failure. Uh, one to two liters of fluid can uh, gradually accumulate in the area, right? Uh, and the exam will also reveal uh, distant heart sounds and elevated jugular venous pressure uh, and pulses paradoxes. Here I'm talking about more than 10, uh, uh, more than 10 uh, millimeter uh, uh, mercury drop in systolic blood pressure during inspiration. Uh, for your differential diagnosis, you want to distinguish away from immunothorax, heart attack, and cardiac failure. And for your actual diagnosis, uh, you need an echocardiography uh, uh, to confirm the diagnosis, right? A chest x-ray uh, may show a large cardiac silhouette as well, and ECG can show low voltages and electrical alterants. And for treatment, uh, you want to consider emergent uh, pericardiocentesis uh, for patients with post-chest trauma shock, uh, as well as for those uh, in whom echocardiography shows um, evidence of uh, tamponade physiology. Uh, practitioners should also consider a pericardial window for those with recurrent or malignant effusions, right? And that concludes this episode on pericardial fusion and cardiac tamponade.